Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 252 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian Angelo. Double Density is your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. So first things first, if Angelo sounds a little bit different, he's a little bit under the weather, but like a trooper, he has shown up. He is ready to talk to me about all things um, Christmassy and also maybe the apocalypse in the first couple of minutes of the show. Yeah, I can't miss a whole whole horror episode. And luckily, we usually keep these short, as you'll probably see on your podcast recording device. No, pod- or maybe not. Not so fast, Angelo. We're going to add a little bit of padding to this episode. Double density. The only thing I want to talk about in tech is in awful spaces tonight, or this afternoon, and we're recording on Sunday, December 10th, because Alex Jones is back on X slash Twitter. So there is a live spaces with Alex Jones, Elon Musk, your favorite man in the world, Andrew Tate, and uh, edgelord U.S. presidential candidate, Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, Angelo, I just want to hear your quick thoughts on this um, four horsemen of the shitty apocalypse. I know Alex Jones. Oh, I know of him well. I know of Elon Musk well. Andrew Tate, I've heard the name. I know he's famous for being bad. And I've never heard the name. Uh, oh, right, because you don't Vivek deal with any news Ramaswamy. ever. Yeah, I've never heard oh. that name. Well, there you go. Um, but I, I assume, you know what, you had me at Alex Jones and Elon Musk doing a Spaces. <laughs> I didn't even realize the Spaces was still a thing. Oh, yeah. They're still, uh, they're not as prevalent as they were um, the last couple of years, but they exist and they're still here, unfortunately. Right. So that is uh, still a thing that exists, Angela. I'm sorry. So what are they talking about? Have you been actively following this and enjoying? I did not listen. I could not, I could not uh, come to grips with listening to this. Okay, good idea. I think you'd yeah, I think you'd rather listen to me talk about uh pretty bad movies. <laughs> yes. Let us head on over to our second installment of 2023's Ho Ho Horror. week i foisted upon you a movie a movie from literally 10 years ago from it was released on uh streaming services as well as dvd on october 29th 2023 angela this movie uh is a meeting of two sort of icons of the horror genre uh in a specific niche and i'll explain that in a bit but uh, we're gonna talk about ginger dead man versus evil bong you said 2023, but I'm assuming you meant oh, 2013. I apologize. Yes. Yeah. That is correct. Um, unless uh, 10 years have gone by and I'm confused about the date. No, no. Uh, this was definitely a 10 years ago movie. So as I was watching this, I was texting you and asking if this is actually a Christmas movie. Because <laughs> there is no mention of Christmas at all apart from one of the uh, main antagonists being a uh, living gingerbread man tuesday december 5th 2023 9:33 p.m eastern standard time angelo do you still want to do this one or do we call an audible question mark i'm 40 minutes in and it's not even close to a ho-ho horror movie oh gary Busey is in a flashback brian 
Do you know what the Belschnickel is? Angelo, no. Do we do a different movie? Double density. Well, I mean, they're both kind of antagonists, right? In their own unfortunate ways. Both the ginger dead man and the evil bong. Yeah, that's why I said one of them. Right. Um, no, it is not a holiday movie. I foisted this upon you because I have decided, Angelo, in the spirit of Belschnickel, that I'm going to give you a bad gift. So who the hell is Belschnickel? Belschnickel is a traditional German and Pennsylvania Dutch figure associated with Christmas folklore, particularly in parts of Germany and Pennsylvania Dutch communities in the United States. Now, the name Belschnickel is believed to be derived from the German word Pelsnickel, which roughly translates to Fur Nicholas. So unlike the jolly and benevolent Santa Claus, keep in mind it's either the modern Coca-Cola version or the older St. Nicholas, Belschnickel is known for his more austere and mischievous character. So Belschnickel is often depicted as a man wearing tattered clothing, furs, and a mask or a long beard. He carries a switch or a bundle of sticks with him, which he uses to playfully or sometimes sternly discipline naughty children. So Belschnickel's visitation typically occurs in the weeks leading up to Christmas, such as, hey, why not this episode? And he serves as a reminder to children to behave well during the holiday season. So in some traditions, he rewards well-behaved children with small gifts or treats, while in others, he may simply entertain them with jokes and games. So Belschnickel's portrayal varies regionally, of course, but his presence adds an element of mystery and excitement to Christmas celebrations in certain cultural communities. So in recent years, uh, in pop culture, Belschnickel has gained a wider recognition, partially due to a man named Dwight Schrute, who you all know from The Office, who uh, takes on the persona of Belschnickel during the Christmas season in one of the uh, episodes. So this, of course, has introduced Belschnickel to a broader audience and has contributed to his enduring presence in holiday folklore. So here's some examples of good and bad gifts Belschnickel would offer someone. So some good gifts would include handwritten letters, a small act of kindness, an heirloom or an antique item, uh, or a thoughtful self-care item. So some bad gifts from Belschnickel include a lump of coal, a noisy musical instrument, puzzling riddles, prank gifts, or fruitcake. So keep in mind, prank gifts can include forcing your podcast co-host to watch a terrible movie. Now, when we described Belschnickel, long beard, maybe carry around a bundle of sticks. That could be me, right? Tattered clothing. I wore a t-shirt with a hole in it while we were recording, but Angelo did not realize this, right? And uh, so something to keep in mind there is that he hadn't realized he'd been set up by Belschnickel. So keep in mind that Belschnickel's gifts often carry a lesson or a message related to behavior and character, and the perceived goodness or badness of a gift can vary depending on one's perspective and attitude. So Angelo, Belschnickel has brought you a gift, and that gift is forcing you to watch one of the worst movies I could conjure up. Double density. It was mostly a movie made up of clips, as well as like two different sets. Well, three sets, technically, but two different sets, mainly. Yeah, so I'm watching this, wondering when we're getting to the Christmas part, and first thing I notice, it's shot on video. It's not shot on video. It's shot on like low grade digital cameras. Yeah, it's like it's like below B movie. Yes, right. Like, is there an F movie? <laughs> oh, that would be film. So like, yeah, let's, yeah. So it's sh- let's talk- shot on video. Yeah, yeah. Not good. Not good. And then uh, within the first few seconds, nudity. Three pairs of this breasts. Gratuitous nudity that was. Completely unnecessary. Somehow, someway, after a couple of movies, the ginger dead man is hanging out on the beach, and uh, there are nude women around him for some reason. They like him. 
Yeah. I don't get that. Like, do they realize he's not like he's a, he's an, an aberration of like community? Life? Yeah. So the sense. Ginger Dead Man story is one of uh, sadness. He it's a Chucky like existence where his ashes got mixed into some gingerbread batter. Yeah, and uh, don't worry, you'll find out about this in some extended uh, flashbacks because <laughs> they needed to pad out this movie a little. So that is exactly what this is, Angelo. That is correct, right? So keep in mind at this point, right? This is the fourth gingerbread, ginger dead man movie in total, and the fourth evil bong movie. And the I I thought I'd written down his name, but the creator of this, it's like his own cinematic universe. Yes, so Charles Band. Uh, the other reason yes. I want to see Trojan Horse this is let's talk about Charles Band. Let's talk about Full Moon, right? So Charles Band's a very interesting kind of guy. He um, started making a, a number of movies in the 70s. And then in the 80s, he was head of Empire Pictures. So I don't know if you know who they are, but they uh, uh, do a lot of uh, different um, uh, marquee movies. Here, let me pull up a list. I'm going to name a couple before I forget. Is it connected to Empire Records? It is not, unfortunately. Oh. At one point, Charles Band even owned uh, a production facility in Rome during his empire years. Um, so Ghoulies, for example, Ghoulies. The Roman Empire. Oh, he did Ghoulies. Okay, well, those are actually good movies. Yes, that is what happens when you have a budget, right? This has no budget. It I mean, not. it made... Jack Frost looked like a cinematic triumph. <laughs> yeah, so really, think, like Jack Frost shot on film. I think looking, it looked good. Yes, compared to this, like movie, this, yeah. this looked worse than most stuff you see on YouTube. Yeah. So a couple of things to keep in mind is that um, Empire crashed and burned, and then Charles Band in the nineties started Full Moon, right? So uh, the Puppet Master series. Okay, I've heard of those as well. Transers with Tim Thomerson and a young Helen Hunt. Okay, that I know less of. Okay, well, obviously the Ginger Dead Man, Evil Bong, that you know of too. And uh, a couple of interesting things to note, Angelo. So the woman who works in the shop, Robin Sweeney, Sydney, um, starred in the first Ginger Dead Man and also started dating Charles Band at that point. And they've been together um, since 2004. Oh, wow. Despite there being like a 30-year difference between them or something like that. Well, good for her. And so, I mean, I was going to come to this later, but at a certain point... Uh, you see a character named Luann show up, and it's the same it's person, the same woman, yeah, same woman as Sarah Lee, and they don't really they don't really play on that too much, but it's because this is where the cinematic universe is flash because that's the character she played in the Evil Bong movie. Yes, you literally texted me on Tuesday saying it's the Charles Band cinematic universe, and Angela, oh, that's where I wrote yes. that. And uh, I have good news, bad news for you, my friend. I read his book Confessions of a Puppet Master this week to get ready for this. How was that book? Uh, it was great. I mean, it's definitely someone. Oh. Definitely someone interviewed him and sat down and wrote it. But the funny thing is, he literally talked about his intentions with Full Moon to create that, but to create a shared cinematic like universe. Okay, he's he was way ahead of the game. Though. Well, that's what he said in the book. So, for example, like um, a doll man uh, versus demonic toys is a crossover movie that had happened, and then there's a bunch of uh, there's a puppet master versus demonic toys crossover too. So there are a number of crossovers among full moon features. So this is the third or fourth one. Obviously, at this point though, the budget wasn't quite where it was. Right? Um, he did talk about dealing with Gary Busey because Gary Busey voices and is also in the first Ginger Dead Man movie, and he talked about how much of a handful he was, how. Uh, unfortunately unwell he was and i didn't know this but apparently he suffered a so um he suffered a, a brain injury in 1988 which explains kind of him being a little bit weirder oh i didn't know that okay yeah. so apparently he was a terror to deal with even though they only needed him on set for one day for the uh, pre 
death sequences, it was still awful. Yeah, we saw him in the flashback of Sarah Lee when she was thinking about how the ginger dead man came to be. Now, like, so going back to the beginning, uh, there's no ginger dead man, right? Like, he, he's so he's right at the beginning. Then we're in this extended scene in a pot shop where <laughs> yes. there's a very extended flashback, which is the plot of the first I, couple of uh, the first couple of evil yeah. movies, right? And there's a gratuitous shot of someone playing Super Mario World. Yeah, that was weird. And uh, were, was the, this is a Nintendo authorized product? I'm <laughs> yeah, obviously, yes. It's like Super Hornio Brothers. Yeah, the guy who plays Rabbit also sort of reminds me of the janitor from the Smells Like Teen Spirit uh, Yes, video. there's a lot of uh, weirdness going on there, especially with the voice. Uh, it's not him, but it, no. it reminds me of yes. him. The uh, girlfriend, I forgot her name, but uh, she was from another movie. Yes. Un- so, yeah, I'm going to get to that later because she seems like he's they're like in a loving relationship or whatever. She was giving off real, like... Indie circuit wrestling uh, valet girl. I love how specific that was, and I actually 100% agree with that. As soon as I read that comment, I was like, yeah, that's absolutely true. And um, then we're treated to some tourists coming into the shop, and it's a mildly and vaguely racist Japanese stereotype. And by that, I mean overtly racist. Uh, uh, Super horrible. Super racist from the accent to the very large buck teeth prosthetic. That was awful this is 2013 right and like this is like i know it's supposed to be shocking but it's also just kind of sad right so charles band um directed this one too directly like because some of the full moon features obviously he did not direct but uh this one a later entry into the full moon canon uh yeah deal with it you know you could sometimes get away with saying oh things were different back then this wasn't that different this was 2013 people knew better yeah it is uh insanely stupid (laughs) it's what i'm gonna say here it's just it's unfortunate right so yeah, and then I was treated to an ad uh, by Grey Goose. Of course. We were watching this on Tubi, and I will tell you, the 30-second Grey Goose ad probably had a significantly higher budget than this whole movie. Oh, by far, right? Because this was shot on two, three sets, right? So there's the the head shop that they're in, right? Um, for yeah. the first part, where the evil buying EB is hanging, hanging out, um, hidden away. And then uh, there's the bakery that the woman from the Ginger Dead Man uh, franchise works at and the whole thing is that the ginger dead man is on this beach and then suddenly out of nowhere and this is obviously like tongue-in-cheek a, a newspaper flies down because he's swearing revenge on her and he finds out where she works yeah and don't forget also in the uh, bakery there's we see the back room where there's a feeling like a, a hastily put together love scene if you want to call it that yes it was very awkward yes i agree uh it was very strange there was flour being thrown about right so the these two employees were having coitus as the uh ginger dead man lady was out there uh working and kind of falling in love with the headshot man uh lamel i think is his name right larnell larnell i apologize because clearly i'm okay yeah so sarily and uh larnell come together larnell yeah so this is where i got confused because he shows up we just saw him, like, not 15 minutes ago with his girlfriend, who he seems to really like, never made a mention that he was fed up of her or anything, and he's really hitting on this girl. And her assistant at the bakery, the one who later goes in the back room and makes love to the other guy working in the bakery, like, eggs him on to go out with him, and she obviously doesn't know he has a girlfriend, and he's not really 
saying anything. And it was a really weird vibe because I was very confused. I thought he was just friends with, like, he was just going and enjoyed her food. And then it's like he's hitting on her. But I'm like, you just got done with your girlfriend who you seem to actually like. I don't get it. It was not well explained and very confusing. It was not. It was very, very confusing to watch this go down and try to understand any plot of uh, semblance of plot. And then at the same time, of course, the ginger dead man is in the window staring at this go down too. Very creepily and also quite larger looking than he used to be. Yeah. And then why did he have to kill those two uh, lovebirds? I don't know. I don't know. It was very mean, right? Like they seem like a nice dumb couple. (laughs) I mean, that is one way of describing. Yeah, that is correct. So from there, we go to back to the head shop where we meet Luan, uh, who is so different from the Sarah Lee character, even though it's played by the same actress. And I like she is the only charming thing in this movie. The 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 actress that plays Sarah Lee and not as Luann. She's not charming as Luann, but I just the way she acts, I find is is actually kind of charming. Do 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 am I off base? No, it's a bit of a weird one, but I agree. I don't disagree with that, right? It's just the, her reactions to Luann are are kind of fun. Like, they don't acknowledge that they look exactly No, like, exactly. They're two uh, sides of the same coin, pretty much, right? So, And then for a second, I thought we, I got confused, and the there was a reenactment of uh, the scene from Superman, where <laughs> Zod and his people get, like, banished to the Phantom Zone. Well, yeah, so that's the Superman, too, of course. So, Brian, nobody explained to them that a tribunal... It's called a tribunal because there's three, three judges. Correct, yeah. Because they're judging Ginger Dead Man at this point, right? They're, uh, yeah, so... They're realizing how bad of a guy he is. And they just figured, like... It's like how people use the word decimated, meaning, like, everything gets destroyed, but it actually means getting uh, reduced by a factor of 10. So here... I'm going to explain to you, Angela, who these four people are. Are you ready? Left Please, right. because... Cream I Puff, was confused. Baguette, Tiny Tart, and Rasta Brownie. And I saw that they had credits at the end of showing who played their voices. Uh, but uh, it's like the, the biggest crime here is the incorrect grammar. Yeah, there's a lot of going the wrong on. word. That is correct. Yeah. Um, that is just. Uh, so what, did, what would it be, Brian? Four judges. Is that a, a quadribunal? <laughs> a quadribunal? Yeah, I guess so, right? Like a quadribunal? 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 I, mm. Okay. Yeah, I just. I don't know why. It is one of the things that irked me the most of this movie. Sort of like when somebody says the word penul- penultimate, confusing it for like the word ultimate. The, the, or, yeah, the, yeah, the second, not the first, right? So, like, yeah, that that like that drives me crazy. Uh, it's it's like they think it's like inflammable, inflammable. <laughs> this is grammar lessons uh, as part of ho ho horror. Uh, it's pretty bad, Angela. Right, and then at the end, of course, he is found guilty and. Uh... <sighs> So, sense, so after this, though, Brian, I kind of stopped taking notes because I just couldn't follow yeah. it anymore. So they end up inside the evil bong. So this is the thing is that uh, this judgment and all that is in bong world. It is in bong world. I would, that was See, I didn't catch that. It was – and this movie's way over my head, unfortunately. It's, it's so interesting. Yeah, you need a – It's like a the la- name of the like rose. You. Yeah. You're kind of failing at that, but that's okay. That's okay. We, we forgive you. But yeah, it is like this insane kind of thing where uh, Larnell is touching a wall of of badly made bare breasts. Yeah. So first of all, though, Sarah Lee did not want to go into Bong World because she doesn't do drugs. So Larnell had to like blow it in her face while she held his hand or something. Yeah. It was odd. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's uh, that's also something that happened. Um, yeah. So they ended up uh, – so Ginger Man like begs for his life and gets uh, – I think he's like, he's given one more chance. Maybe, yeah, but 
Brian, explain to me why the young ladies from the beginning of the movie are now in Bong World. Yeah, it's called Efficient Casting Angelo. They were playing the Poontang Trabswomen. Oh, that's not that's not derogatory at all. No, it is. Uh, it's definitely not right. Um, not offensive. So yeah, Bong World, and then Rabbit, right? So Rabbit's this older man who used to be uh, a priest, a janitor in a high school, <laughs> and also a priest. And then he comes bearing evil Bong merchandise. Yeah, he seems to be always wanting to make a buck. So he shows up in the middle of the movie, and we find out that Larnell had been hoarding the evil bong. I don't know, keeping it for a rainy day. I don't know why he was keeping this thing. And then it gets out, right? It's locked behind a very flimsy security device, right? It's just behind the wall, sort of. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's just sitting there, right? And then what happens, of course, is that we then end up uh, in the situation in Bong World where Rabbit seems to have made peace with himself and is now wants to live in Bong World. How did that work? Do you die? Like, is that I don't know. you're dead? I don't know. It's like, ego I death, understand. I guess, right? I, I've never, so I, I, so shall I go back and watch the earlier films? No, do not do that. Okay. Do not do that. So, yeah, so E.B., the bong woman, keeps them all inside, and then the last scene is a ginger dead man smoking a marijuana cigarette inside a bong world. And that was the end, right? Like, yeah. Did, did Larnell and Sarah Lee live happily ever after? Who knows? Who knows? Did Luann show up and finally figure out that they look alike? <laughs> yeah, there was a mirror universe? No. None of that What happened, happens actually. when the girlfriend comes back? None of that happened. Uh, let's talk about some archival footage, of course. We talked about Gary Busey. We didn't talk about Tommy Chong. Yeah, so he is in the original Bong world. He uh, he gives up his life to save everyone in that film, according to the uh, flashbacks. That is correct. He saves uh, everyone in Bong world and uh, makes it out. So he used, so, uh, he used to have – I was about to call him Charlie Day, but that's a totally different – Charles place. Band. Yeah, Charles Band, not Charlie Day of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia no. fame. So he must have had a bit of a budget, right, to be able to get Tommy Chong and to be able to get... Yeah, of course. He also uh, is well-connected in Hollywood. He knows a lot of different people. Um, so here's a couple of things that you need to know about Charles Angelo is that he's not making his money from movies these days. Okay, so is this, is this where this becomes a Christmas story? Close but no cigar, Angelo. No, this is not a Christmas tale. It's not even a fun tale. It's a tale about capitalism. So strap in as Bill Schnickel's Revenge continues. Density. No, the, he makes his money from merchandising, right? So I'm going to send you a link right now in our chat, in our Zoom chat, and I'll also drop it in the show notes. But this is the kind of stuff that you can buy from fullmoonhorror.com. Oh, a lunchbox. Oh, that reminds me of like the old school. That's actually kind of neat. So he sells a lot of merchandise, my friend, especially Puppet that- Master stuff, right? And so while he has different movies out there and he occasionally makes a movie, including a very dreadful movie that I've yet to watch called The Corona Zombies. Um, mm. And also he has, oh, I can't even believe I'm going to say this. A really, really awkward, and um, he also made a movie right after this, or b- before this, called Ooga Booga. Oh, no, that sounds bad. Well, we talked about how that is a racist term a while back, right? Yes, already, yes. yeah. So. And so get this idea here that this man just repackages all of his different movies and all of his different um, um, characters and things like that in the form of, like, toys, T-shirts, action figures, uh, one-on-one, uh, one-to-one, like, aspect ratio one, like, just, like, this kind of crazy thing here where he just sells all these different things from his universe, you know, including all of the infamous um, puppet master puppets like Blade and Evil Bong, Killjoy, et cetera, et cetera. So there's, like, a whole cinematic universe, and basically it's to peddle this 
Um, so at one point, you know, from in the early 2000s, as buzzers were being slashed um, and going direct to video shooting on like nearly consumer grade video made more sense. This is where um, we've ended up. I don't know want to say it's a, a, you know, a tarnished legacy, um, but it is um, something interesting. So, Angela, I'm going to send you a second link here. OK. OK. Oh, wow. So Full Moon Features has a subscription service. So this is very interesting because Charles Mann has been at this for almost 10 years. So he launched a subscription service almost 10 years ago, uh, being on the vanguard of a man who owns his collection of movies, who owns his library. So this is another source of him where he makes a lot of money, obviously on top of everything else there, right, which includes the streaming on Tubi and other streaming sites, including Amazon um, Prime. So those are like kind of... Uh, other things to note, but he's definitely made a bunch of, of money there. So think about that. He seems to be quite the entrepreneur, though, right? He always has been. He always will be. And that's the thing that he covers in his book is even in his teenage years, he was making a lot of uh, different um, sources of revenue and money. He was throwing parties, um, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I just I wanted to talk about um, some interesting stuff about Charles Band before I forget. His son's name is Alex. Alex Band. Does that mean anything to you? It may or may not. But he, um, his son, Alex is the singer of a band called The Calling, who had a hit single maybe 20 years ago called Wherever You Will Go. I know. Yeah, okay, that sounds familiar. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's that was him. Um, keep in mind, of course, that he unfortunately does not own his um, Empire Entertainment stuff. Um, yeah, a, a showman through and through. Uh, a fun fact about Robin Sidney. She uh, grew up with Jessica Biel. Oh, did she really? Yeah, well, they went to high school together and apparently are still friends, according to the IMDb profile I saw on her, but IMDb sometimes lies. Yeah. So. so there's a couple of things to note is that, um, of course, Charles Band being a, a you know, a William Jiggly, there's always some, some downside, um, to him. One of the first things, um, is a couple of years ago, he re-released the movie Tourist Trap and he claimed that it was uncut, but there's still five minutes missing from the, uh, uncut Blu-ray that he had sent out. And then something else to note also is that he, Oh, God, how do I explain this? So, okay, so 10 years ago, VHS collecting uh, among niche genres, including horror and science fiction, mostly horror and, like, exploitation movies, like, blew up, right? There are all these, like, different documentaries about super weird videos and why people collect VHS. And one of the things that Charles Mann did during that time is that he, quote-unquote, discovered a warehouse full of uh, big box VHSs that he had found that he was selling. Like, not the actual VHS themselves, but the boxes, Oh, the boxes, like those old clamshell vinyl Yes, things? so the large ones. Those yes. are so cool. I remember renting super... Sorry, not super the clamshells, but the, lo- the larger just uh, cardboard boxes. Oh, that's too bad. So, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, getting... Uh, I remember, like, as a kid, I really wanted to see Supergirl. And it. I, I remember picking up and bringing it to the counter, and the guy's like, you don't have to bring the box. <laughs> he showed me to get the little tab. Remember the little tab? Yeah, of course. Like, the little Velcro tabs. Velcro. Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, I didn't understand how video stores worked because I was seven. Right. So this is all alleged, right? Um, but so, for example, only the rarer, more collectible boxes had been unearthed. Okay. So that was kind of wild with me is that uh, he just, uh, yeah, he found these boxes as um, and authentically duplicated VHS tapes. So do you think he is a bit of a scammer? Like, uh, is he on the, like, where do you put him on, like, the the huckster level? I mean, he's up there. He's definitely up there, right? So between the church trap thing, and there's there's also a bunch of, like, other things, too, right? He's always been moving money around in order to be able to make the movies he makes and then live lavishly. Like, at one point, he had a uh, Romanian castle 
that he also used for the subspecies okay. uh, Full Moon Future set. Um, so he, there's a lot going on. To, you know, he loves making movies. He loves moving around. And I, yeah, I wonder. I wonder about that. Um, I mean, listen, like, you want to buy his birch? Go ahead. You, you want to support him in different ways? You can go ahead. People have done so. People will continue to do so, right? He's living off the legacy of a larger, uh, you know, several larger franchises, including things like Puppet Master, right? Which is inarguably his highest hitting um, uh, franchise. I did notice that on Tubi there are quite a few of the Gingerbread, Ginger Dead Man, and Bong movies. Well, there are eight Bong to movies. Watch. Yeah, there's lots to to watch. And and you said Bong, not Bond. Yeah, correct. Bong movies. Eight yeah. Bong movies. And- Dear listener, keep in mind at this point, I was going to ask Angelo to create his own full moon feature pitch to me. But given that he was sick, I felt that the better course of action was to let him lay low and enjoy his evening. You see, he has no idea that I'm dropping these voiceovers into the episode after the fact. Angelo, Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas from Belschnickel. Double density. Angelo, have you ever seen a bong? In person? In real life? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I think so. Maybe at a store or something. What kind of store like is he going at? to? No, like at a at a novelty like souvenir shop or something. Oh, I, see. I might okay. have seen one. Yeah, so, but they're water pipes there. <laughs> right, as we learned in the movie, they're not bongs; they're water pipes. Correct. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things to note, and that I want to talk about is there are good full moon feature movies, right? So the first couple of Puppet Masters, I agree with Dollman, super fun. One of the bigger ones that I would definitely suggest people check out though is Transers with Tim Thomerson as Jack Death, D E T H. Um, mm. Lovely film series, super fun. Um, and then also things like Dr. Mordred, which has uh, your friend in mind, Jeffrey Combs. Do you know who that is? The guy from the reanimator from, from beyond Two. No, no, I don't. I, that okay. name sounds familiar, okay. sort of. If but. you saw his his image, you know um, things like bad channels too. Like a lot of the earlier stuff, head of the family too. I'm just trying to think of things that I, I remember. But all of that, have you watched all of these? Or you a just bunch of these, them? yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, I watched all ten of the Puppet Master movies at one point, including. Are these available for streaming? Other like are they on Tubi? They're or on Tubi. They I'm pretty sure that the entire library is on Tubi, right? So okay. I am often curious about Tubi and how it works. It it seems too good to be true. What's well, a profit I feel like model, I'm doing right? something. I feel like I'm doing something illegal when I'm watching on Tubi. Uh, well, firstly, Tubi is backed by Fox, right? This is a, a Fox creation. It's legit. Yeah, for sure, yeah. it's legit. Like I get it, and there's ads. Yeah, but I just I find it really weird. So I think one of the things to keep note of, right, is that it is is an ad supported platform, right? So if you throw the same movie onto Prime, you're probably making less per movie. Oh, right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Compared to if they get to see six, eight, ten, you know, every fifty minutes, let's say there's two, there's ninety seconds of ads, right? Let's say, let's say, right? That's a whole lot of ads to watch through. Honestly, there was one ad. Yeah, while I watch this movie, what I'm saying is that, like, and, you know, there's options there, right, to keep in mind yeah. they're doing that kind of thing. And I didn't mention it when we did our last one, but when I watched Jack Frost, there were zero ads. Really, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, there were zero ads. Like I got one when I started. Right, like is automatically starts with an ad, but there were no ads after, ever. Oh, okay. Well, that's, I mean that's good news, I guess, right? Um, yeah, but a lot of the a lot of the full moon stuff is available on there because that's another source of revenue for Charles Ben and company, right? So that's something to Definitely. keep in mind. There is that, you know, uh, zero ads versus ten ads. You're probably as a distributor owner of media of your library, you're probably making mo- more money from Tubi. I'm surprised they're not on YouTube. Uh, they were at a point. I know Troma Studios, like the Toxic Avenger people, put on all of their. Um, movies on YouTube for a while for free, like, and there was ad supported. I'm kind of curious. Let me take a look. Toxic. Is there not supposed to be a new one coming out? Yes. With Elijah Wood, yeah, that is correct. 
I'm not seeing it here. Okay. They may have just nuked the idea of having all of their movies on here. Yeah, uh, there might be on Tubi though. They seem like a Tubi trauma. Yeah, absolutely. There's a ton of of trauma material on Tubi. Okay, including the most infamous movie of all time, Toxic Avenger Four. And why is that infamous? It is, is it a Christmas um, movie. Can we watch it? You know how you talked about things being in bad taste with those Asian tours, Angelo. Yeah, it's like ten times worse with this one. Oh dear. Okay. Yeah. So uh, just keep in mind that that is uh, not a good idea at all. Brian, I am looking forward to our next movie because that one actually seems good. Yeah, well, does it though? Oh, I don't know. It seems better. Is it? Wait, no. Which which the the next one is the the Santa robot one? No, no. That's the last one we're doing. Oh, what's the next? Next one? week we're having Ellie from the Devil's Dirtshirt on to talk about 1959 Santa Claus. Oh yeah, that looks awful. It looks uh, totally awful, and there will be a link in the show notes next week if you want to watch along with the Santa Claus movie. But uh, we will also be talking about different uh, Christmas creatures, including, you know, perhaps more mention of Belschnickel out there, right, Angela? Belschnickel. I I did watch Krampus this weekend. And did you enjoy that? I did. I was feeling a little tired, so I may have, like, fallen asleep a few times, but not because the movie was bad. I mean, what a great cast, too. Tony Collette, Adam Scott, David Koechner. Let me right, like, pull up really great movie. Else I, what else I was watching this week. I watched May, December. Is that a romance movie? No, it is definitely not a romance movie by Todd Haynes. Uh, my favorite Todd Haynes movie is uh, Safe, and Julianne Moore is in that one, and this one is also Natalie Portman. Portman, not Portman. It's like a knockoff Natalie Portman. <laughs> I also watched Anatomy of a Fall, which I love, love, love. If anyone out there has also seen Anatomy, Anatomy of a Fall, please let me know. I want to talk May about December. The, it's on Netflix. It is. Yeah. So worth watching? Absolutely. Okay. There's a whole discussion right now as to whether or not the movie is camp. I do not believe that it is camp, but we can, you and I can discuss this offline. Um, okay. After I free you from your duties as a co-host. I was going to do a bunch of stuff, but I feel like you being a bit under the weather, I think I'll, I'll wait um, to torture you. I appreciate that. It's an early record. Not a very long episode, I don't That's think. It's a half but, hour. Uh, a half hour. That's yeah, good. I, I mean, that's all we need for a movie of this caliber. That is correct. Uh, where can people find us, Angelo, before I let you go? And you can go lie on the... What are you planning on doing? Lying on the couch? Going to watch me to Yeah, I'm going to go relax. It's not even seven yet. Going to so watch I'm one of the newer rest. Evil Bong movies? Definitely not going to do that. I may finish off uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Oh, okay. I'm enjoying that quite a bit. And... Uh, but yeah, I'm just going to relax. But people can find us at uh, doubledensity.net. There's a form you can fill out if you need to communicate with us. Let us know if you ended up watching Ginger Dead Man and Versus the Evil Bong. Is that what it's called? Versus? Versus, yeah. Yeah, it's Versus. Yeah, I it's, can't it's, believe it's, we didn't get this far into the episode. It's up there with like Godzilla versus Kong. It's like up there. <laughs> I love same, that. Same but I love budget. Godzilla versus Kong. I love that movie too. Like I I really like the legendary pictures, monarch, monsterverse things. I'm enjoying the So you enjoyed that series. shared universe? That's a really yeah, that's really good. I do want to go back and watch Kong again. You should. I that's probably my favorite Monsterverse movie. I know we've talked about this. It's probably my favorite Monsterverse. Yeah, I mean Loki's in it, Captain Marvel's in it. <laughs> right, all of uh, the well, John C. Riley's in it. Yeah, he's from uh, he I mean he knows he's Captain Nova. Marvel. He was he's yeah. Uh isn't isn't Nick Fury in it too? Uh I think so. I can't remember. It's been a little while since I've seen it. But anyway, it's it's uh all all the all your favorite Marvel characters. I can't believe we've talked about, we haven't talked about the most important event to happen to us this week. You called me. You called me as I was on the subway slash metro. Oh, I switched carriers and it was like a weird thing where the carriers 
the the courier that delivered the new SIM cards was actually a day early. So when I popped them in my phone, I was in a weird limbo where the SIM wasn't recognized, but I could still make calls, but couldn't receive texts. So when I texted Brian using iMessage, it said, maybe Angelo? Yeah, because you were technically texting and calling from your, your email address, from your Apple ID. Yeah, it was really Not from weird, your phone number. What, yeah, it's super odd, cause, but the SIM card was working. But then the next day, it activated. Everything was fine. And I think the only issue I really had to fix was uh, give them a call to try to activate Wi-Fi calling. Because when I'm in the basement, the signal's not great, but it switches to Wi-Fi, which I can say, see right now. It says Wi-Fi calling on there. And uh, that actually makes a difference. Angela, please never call me pro, again. Pro tip. Turn it never, never call me again. Please. Especially I, not I on the subway. You. I will not. Especially if I'm on the subway. Don't, don't do that. Okay. Other places you can find us on the internet, double underscore density over on X slash the hell sites. I'm not posting there nearly as much as on Instagram, double density podcast, where I'm posting stories and, uh, you know, uh, regular things. As you've noticed last week and this week, our show art is slowly mutating, my friends. I don't know if you've noticed, but take a look at your podcasting app, whether it be Spotify, Overcast, etc. And you'll see we're slowly making our way as we did last year through a uh, landscape of winter fun. Yeah, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, of course, you can also email us at doubledenstypodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined, if you don't feel like using the form. Angela, this has been it for episode 252 of the Double Density Podcast. As I mentioned before, tune in next week. We're talking Christmas creatures with Ellie from the Devil's Dirt Star. And hopefully you'll be all rested up, all ready to go. Um, I hope so. Full of uh, uh, some kind of caffeine, I hope. Um, not at this time, no. I'm very much uh, looking forward to the cascade of texts I'm going to get from you once you start watching the Santa Claus movie. Because let me tell you, it is weird. It is weird. I can't wait. (laughs) All right. See you then. All right. See you then. Taxi! Bell Schnickel. Hop on in. <laughs>